Detective Man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications. On News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. We are America. One voice, united skin. We want something real. We want something exciting. Nine, nine, nine. I will never apologize for the greatness of the United States of America. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts so you can be a part of making this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. We got some uh, breaking news here on the health care uh, front, the Obama health law. I was Lay already on us. I was already going to talk to you about a story I wrote on my blog at JamieDupree.com about the IRS this week delaying a, a tax penalty that I had no idea even existed in the health law. We'll get to that in a second. Two things have happened this morning. The feds have admitted that they sent about 800,000 people who signed up for health insurance through healthcare.gov, that they sent them erroneous income tax information. Uh, they sent them a form that they were supposed to use to help declare the uh, their tax credits for right. that would help them buy health insurance on their regular income tax. Well, evidently, what's known as the 1095A form, they were sent the wrong information by the feds. So the, the federal government urging the people who got these forms, about 800,000 of them, to not file their taxes as yet because the numbers won't be correct and there could be some impact on the state level as well evidently california might have about a hundred thousand people who are in the same situation then in the last few minutes the feds have also now announced what we talked about earlier in the week a special enrollment period for the obama health law this would be for people herman who did not get coverage in uh, in the latest open enrollment that they did not have coverage in 2014. So they were some of the people who decided, you know what, for whatever variety of reasons, I'm going to just roll the dice and pay the tax penalty if they make me. This would allow these people to get coverage from March 15th to April 30th through healthcare.gov and then not have to worry about paying the extra fine uh, when they file their income taxes. So that's been announced today by the Fed. So sort of interesting that after a run of very good news for the administration on health care signups and the enrollments, then we had A, a, uh, a tax penalty delayed on small business, B, now erroneous tax data sent to people who have bought coverage through healthcare.gov, and now C, an extra enrollment period that will run about six weeks. This extra enrollment period assumes that people can afford to buy it if they go to the exchange. Most of the complaints aren't about that we're hearing on about we don't have enough time to sign up. It's mostly they can't afford it. Yeah, and I would assume that some of the people who would come through there would be eligible for some of the tax credits. But, yes, that's uh, you're right. There are some people who have simply said, you know what, I don't want to do this simply because the numbers just don't work for me. Now, the other story about this uh, small business tax penalty, I had not heard about it. I heard from one small business uh, operator today who said it's just been a nightmare, and others have also chimed in. What this is is let's say you run a business, Herman, with less than 50 employees. In the past, there have been small businesses who had arrangements with their staff. Instead of, say, they'll provide you health insurance, they'll reimburse you 
after you pay for it, sort of right. an after-the-fact kind of thing. Yes. And that was encouraged uh, in the tax code and by the feds. But the change in the Obama health law deep-sixed that. Not only did it change it, but it said if you keep reimbursing your employees, you will be subjected to a uh, $100 a day penalty per worker. So that could theoretically be $36,500 per year per worker in penalties. That's obviously, that totals up pretty fast. And so after a lot of wrangling back and forth, the IRS this week came out and said, okay, you won't have to pay this penalty that I think most people weren't familiar with. We knew about the individual mandate. We knew about the employer mandate, but I I hadn't heard about this one, though obviously it affects a lot of people. I I heard from uh, one small business owner today who just uh, said that, all the rigmarole that they've had to go through for the last year or so, trying to change their situation to make sure that they were helping with reimbursement, maybe some health savings contributions, putting extra money into their uh, people's paychecks. This was at a nonprofit, you know, so we're not talking about people being paid oodles of money or anything like that. But then they thought they had a nice arrangement that they were happy with because they spent all this time with their accountant trying to figure out how to, you know, do this. Then the feds right. have changed things right. on them and made it even more complicated in some way. So there's probably a lot of small businesses, and especially in the agriculture arena, too, where they're worried about this. So this is a tax penalty. I, Herman, you know, I've read through this bill a number of times. I didn't know it was there, uh, but it certainly has impacted a lot of small business people. I'm still not clear on how this differs from the one that says that if you have over 50 employees and you don't provide health insurance, then you've got to pay a penalty per employee. Well, this You're is different. This is different. This is different because let's say we're running Herman Cain Pizza right now, and you've got uh, 40 people that work for you. Uh, you're under that 50 limit, right. so you don't have to provide insurance. Correct. But you've decided that you want to reimburse your employees. You know? Oh, it's okay. Reimbursement. Exactly. Got it. So you're helping to reimburse them. You know, I've decided, okay, uh, boss, I'm going to go out and buy my insurance for me and my family. Okay, Dupree, we'll uh, reimburse you for those costs. And that's been a legit kind of way to operate for a number of years. But the health law changed that and found that that would not be acceptable. And so now that there's a penalty. But here's here's the really weird part. Not allowed anymore, Herman. I can't say, okay, Mr. Kane, here's uh, 25. I'm going to up your salary by 25 grand so you can cover your premiums. Right. But this is allowed. Uh, Mr. Kane, I'm going to give you $25,000 extra in your paycheck. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> that's okay. I get it. So I get it. I, I mean, that's one of those things where you shake your head. When I read that in the rule, I just thought to myself, really? That's okay. All yeah. right. And a lot of people are doing that. In fact, <laughs> I do know some business people who have restructured their businesses because of that rule as well as because of the uh, having more than you know, the 49ers, you know, having more yep. than more than 50 employees. Well, the, the, the thing is, a lot of people aren't signing up not because they don't have enough time. They're not signing up because they can't afford it. And uh, that's very unfortunate. Um, now, the Supreme Court case is still pending, and the administration is still scrambling as to how they can provide uh on the subsidies. Subsidies. Yeah, I think that's March the 4th is the yes. arguments on that, and I would assume that that would be one of those cases that would wait to the end uh, to be determined, you know, in terms of right. ruling probably until late June. But, yes, yeah, that's coming up in the next few weeks. Okay, very good. Uh, ha- has the summit ended yet? Yes, the summit on uh, violent extremism is yeah. now over. I don't think it stopped uh, any of the uh, sort of the jabs from Republicans at the president about his, what some would say, uh, semantic gymnastics to say anything but Islamic terrorism. 
And, you know, it, it's funny because there have even been some things you go, go out there on the more liberal blogs, and there's even been some hand-wringing on some of those, like, why, just just say it. Just go ahead and say mm-hmm. it. It's not going to end the world or anything like that. But, again, it is. I, I do find it interesting that eight years ago the Bush administration was struggling with how they should portray it, but that was for, for a different reason. And now uh, the, this administration doing much the same. And, you know, look, uh, it's, it's one of those things that I would expect uh, questions for the Democratic nominee next year, whether it's Hillary Clinton or somebody else, you know, do you endorse using that same kind of language? Uh, there have been a lot of people, and we've heard the uh, voice their opinion on talk radio and more about the workplace violence kind of thing and uh, uh, violent extremism and more. I would assume that uh, th- that question will certainly be out there for Democrats in 2016. One note on 2016, Herman, you know, I always like to say that the schedule tells a story about where candidates go, what they're doing, and, and more. Right. And uh, Vice President Biden, who has said in recent weeks that, you know, he's still thinking about running. I don't think a lot of people here expect him to. But he uh, did an event, a White House-type uh, event in Iowa last week. He was in South Carolina this week. That's one of the early states. He's going to be in New Hampshire next week. Now, you know, if you didn't want to create any buzz, you would have the vice president go to what, like Maine, Illinois, and Arkansas or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you you didn't want to create anything, uh, these things don't get scheduled in those states just by accident, I wouldn't think. So... Well, when the vice president goes to New Hampshire next week, I'm certain it's going to uh, start to make some people wonder if maybe he is thinking about getting into the presidential race. Well, here's the thing, and I know this from experience. Now, Joe, Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, has been in politics for a long time. So he has his staff of people around him. I am positive that his staffers are the ones who are saying, Mr. Vice President, leave the door open, uh, you got just as good a shot. I mean, they are basically probably egging him on in this regard. You never and know. He, he's not ruling it out. You know, he's not ruling it out. So. I'm sure if you're in that number two position, you, yeah. you think about it. You, uh, yeah. I mean, you, I'm sure you can't deny that you think about it, that, hey, I'm there, and I, I should be sort of, in a sense, the, the next guy who comes in. Yep. Uh, but we'll have to see. I mean, he, uh, he certainly when he's run before, it has not worked out all that well. Right. Uh, but now that you've been there, and I always say about him, he, he he's one of those few politicians that could be dropped on the ground in any state capital around this country, and he would immediately have people to call on. And so it's, uh, you know, he certainly could be a force if he wants to run. But I think a lot of people obviously certainly look at Hillary Clinton and see her as the the, uh, the overwhelming favorite at this point in time. Well, maybe some more will come out of the work. work you never know. You never as for know. the president, he is speaking. I'm looking up the TV right now. He's just downtown here in D.C. speaking at the winter meeting of the Democratic National Committee. The Democrats gathering here for their uh, winter meeting in D.C. And it comes at a time, obviously, when... Look, it's, this is the uh, the lowest point for Democrats nationally and in state legislatures in uh, many, many years since way back, uh, maybe you could argue, to the New Deal election of 1932. Later today, Mr. Obama will do a fundraiser here in D.C., and then he'll meet with Democratic governors later today. Is Debbie Wasserman Schultz still the chair? She is, yes. 
and a talk of replacing it doesn't her? seem like it and you know that's funny because that happens so often around this place where there's a bad election and yeah. then the same people stay in power and i'm always sort of amazed by that that uh, uh it, you tend to fail upwards in this town and <laughs> and nobody really gets drummed out or rarely do people get drummed out after a bad election fail upwards that's a new one jamie well, she, <laughs> is talking ab- she is talking about running for U.S. Senate, so you I never know. I heard that, too, and I'm going, God help us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jamie. I'll put you down as leaning undecided. We'll no, see no, you, no. Herman. How about a definite decided? <laughs> see you next week, buddy. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news, and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. I'm still trying to figure out who voted for her the first time around or the second time around.